0: hello hello and welcome back to another week's episode of the jesus people places podcast man am i excited for today's episode if you saw the title it's probably something about hobbies or leisure and i wish i could show you guys we probably saw my story but there was so much more than even what i was showing of like the goodness and like research that i did on this episode i am seriously so excited for this I obviously love doing episodes where I'm talking about my life, my shared experiences, things like that. But there's so much that I've just kind of had be this bridge for what I want my company to be about, especially with the body, soul, spirit, that I have no idea about. There's things that I love researching about, and the thing I've researched so much about today and the thing we're diving into today is hobbies or leisure. We're kinda gonna break those down into two of the same things. We're gonna mesh those words together, mostly because philosophers back in the day didn't really use the word hobbies. They use the word leisure and you will see how they kinda coordinate. But first, a couple life updates. It is Wednesday the 29th. I just got back from being gone what feels like forever, literally forever. Last week's episode was literally horrible. Actually horrible. So much good information, but right after I finish this, I'm gonna edit, re-edit that, because the audio was horrible, I didn't get it downloaded right for some reason, and I missed so many cuts that I should have edited out, which was embarrassing, but I was editing literally night before Thanksgiving, so please give me a little grace there. I apologize about that episode. It was not my greatest moment, it definitely had a lot of good information in it. So I'm going to get that back up for you guys. If you haven't listened to it, I'm really glad, but now you should go and listen to it because it should be back up with edits made and things like that. I spent Thanksgiving this year up in Atlanta with my friend Adeline. Adeline, I actually met when I was in Oxford, which is crazy. We were telling people that we had only hung out once in America, like prior to this, which is so true. We basically met in February. She went on a trip separate from me and then I went on a trip separate from her. And then we hung out for like a month straight. Maybe it was like two weeks. It was probably only two weeks actually. It was like two weeks straight where we saw each other every single day. We lived an hour walk from one another. So that's quite impressive that we did that. Every single day we're inseparable. And then she moved back to Georgia end of March, I believe. And I didn't see her again until the 4th of July when she came up to my lake house, met so many of my best friends. It was a great time. So then she mentioned like, hey, just come spend Thanksgiving with my family. And I did, and it was a great time. So I had a great week with her. And yeah, now back, I've never been so excited to be home. I feel like I haven't been home the whole month of November. I will be picking up in a week again to leave and go to Mexico for a little work trip. But for the time being, Man, I'm excited to be home so excited it feels so good to sleep in my own bed I can't even tell you guys that's really all the life updates. I have for you guys. Oh, that's not it Actually, I have health updates. I love being able to talk about health updates I don't know if anyone cares, but I have branded myself as a wellness girl now So you guys are gonna hear it whether you want to or not If any of you are skipping through this, I'm not shocked honestly. I mean whatever anyways I'm going to give you health updates no matter what because honestly it's such like a testament to the lord's work which i don't know if you guys can see that correlation but i certainly can of like how the lord's working in my life through literally food and medicine has been so cool and again i've said this quote before people could be like oh you're just like seeing god in everything no i'm choosing to see god in everything and i don't really care if that's naturally the way it happened or not but I believe like the Lord created this earth and created everything in it. So I'm going to choose to see him in this. Anyways, I ate the most normal I've ate in the past two months. I started this cleanse at the beginning of October, end of September type time. And I have been so strict with myself about everything that was going into my body and making sure none of it had sugars, wasn't processed any sort of way. The things that I was not, I hate using the word allowed but allowed to have on this candida cleanse i was not having because i wanted my body to heal i'm not saying it is healed but i had dairy this week i had pumpkin pie this week i had sweet potato like i'm allowed to have potatoes but or i'm allowed to have sweet potatoes but i had so much good thanksgiving food and i was really nervous going into it thinking my migraines are going to be so bad i'm so worried about this and i had no migraines whatsoever and the reason i'm doing this cleanse for those of you who don't know i have a candida overgrowth which essentially was causing my migraines on top of me having a parasite there's a ton of junk going wrong with my gut my health and i just needed to go on this cleanse of basically eating whole foods and no sugar no natural sugar no added sugar at all to essentially cleanse out my body from all the toxins that were inside of it I had no good bacteria left my hormones were all out of whack and my mental health because of it and my physical health too was just wacky eating normal this week and not feeling any pain was such a praise god moment and it was the coolest thing ever granted did i feel icky after eating some of the things yeah did i feel my mental health kind of shift a little bit after i ate a ton of sugar yeah did i feel my face break out after eating that way yes so i'm not saying there were zero repercussions did i have a migraine no but i'm also learning that yes it's okay to eat poorly but there still might be consequences and it's not beating yourself up for those consequences you made a decision to eat that way don't beat yourself up for those consequences but i also came to the realization that good foods We're doing something for me. I'm looking more specifically at how the good foods are doing good for me. So for example, when I eat a ton of leafy greens, randomly, my anxiety is so much better. When I eat a ton of sugar, it's a lot worse. Those might not seem like huge things, and they're little things that I notice, but I've kind of been keeping tabs on what I eat and how I feel afterwards. I'm not so much looking at my body and saying, wow, I look bloated after I eat this because I'm not trying to make it about the physical, but how do I feel? And not just does my stomach hurt, but how does my everything feel, if that makes sense. Overall, it was a really cool thing to kind of see some growth in this area that I'm able to slowly, probably soon implement normal foods back into my diet. With still being cautious and being aware of how those foods are making me feel and giving myself grace if i do decide to eat something and feel like trash afterwards okay that's the decision i made i'm not going to beat myself up for it so before we jump into today's episode let's go through our body soul and spirit if you're new here we do this thing in my channel my broadcast channel on instagram where basically every Monday, I'm giving you practical ways to do something for your body, soul, and spirit. And then on here, we're going to practice gratitude for our body, soul, and spirit. So let's get into it. We are approaching December. December 1st is tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Thursday, and we're not waiting for the new year to get into our goals, right? So for your body this week, I want you to try one new workout, whether that's A new exercise at the gym, whether that's a whole new workout like trying Pilates out for the first time or something like that, I want you to try a new workout this week. Next, for your soul, I want you to try a new hobby this week. This is fitting with today's episode, and I'm gonna give you probably a multitude of reasons why you should try a new hobby this week. Lastly, I want you to read a book of the Bible that you've never read before. If you haven't read the Gospels, this is a great time to start reading the Gospels. I always love reading through the Gospels right before Christmas time. It just gives a lot of context and it kind of re-reminds you of the life of Jesus right before Christmas time, which I always personally love. Next, I want you to grab a pen and paper or just think about it in your mind. If you're busy, I want you to tell me something that you're grateful about, about your body. Next, I want you to tell me it's something you're grateful about for your soul. And again, soul, we break down into your purpose, into your hobbies, and into your community. So it can be about any of those things. Something you're grateful about, your soul. Lastly, I want you to tell me something you are grateful about that has to do with your spirit. Actually, I want to change this. The last thing, I want you to tell me something you're grateful about, about God. Yeah, I like that. Because in my testimony, we shared a lot about how if you're going to understand who you are, you have to understand whose you are. So if you're getting a deeper understanding about who God is and you're showing gratitude towards God, you're in turn learning more about yourself. And that's like not showing gratitude towards yourself because I think that's like not the reason we showed gratitude towards God. But... You're growing a deeper understanding for the God who loves you and that's your identity. So yeah, tell me something you're grateful about, about God. Okay. Today's episode. Okay. My pastor, to give him all of the credit in the world, is the one who really dove into this body, soul, spirit. And I was blown away by it. So much so that, you know, it's what I'm basically basing my company off of, which is craziness. But... So, when breaking down why we need to prioritize our soul, it breaks down into three groups. Our purpose, our hobbies, and our community. Okay, the first two kind of make sense. Your purpose, yeah, I get how that's fulfilling to your soul. And your community, yeah, everything that I talk about is kind of about community. So, clearly, I'm kind of understanding that one. But the hobbies didn't really make a ton of sense to me. Like, yes, it's great to go out and live our hobbies, but what does that really mean like why is that going to have such an effect on my soul you know I don't know if you got confused the first time I said that but I certainly did so I wanted to do some research on it and before you tune out this episode because it's research we are all about learning here at Jesus people places so I want you to tune in and like really listen here because I might be a nerd for this information but this was so cool to me on how having hobbies and spending time in leisure directly correlates with so much in our life. So much in our life. I was completely blown away by some of this research and I just want to take you guys through it. So to start, I just want to take you back to when you were a kid. And I think this is so interesting because a lot of times you'll hear pastors say in church that we need to have childlike faith. Jesus said it pastors say it all the time and it's kind of drilled into our minds of let's have childlike faith but what does that really look like i think that looks like a lot of things but specifically if we're thinking about what we did as a child think about the second you got off school you ran home probably to your neighbors and wanted to hang out with them and do some hobby of a sort it seems like for me every single day it was a different thing whether we were playing a sport building a fort going and playing the most random made-up games, putting on shows for our parents, baking, trying something new. Every day, we were living out these different hobbies and exploring new hobbies, and it was so fun. Like, when you think back on your childhood and you're thinking of all of these hobbies, they were so much fun. Where did we lose that? Where did we lose that enjoyment for our hobbies? I don't think we lost the enjoyment. I think culture today is just drilling in our brains that we need to feel guilt for those hobbies. We live in such a drive, drive, drive world that we need to do everything for our careers and we need to make a million dollars. And if you're gonna have a hobby, you need to turn it into something that makes money. You need to turn it into a side hustle actually. You enjoy doing this random thing, awesome, it's your side hustle. I don't think that's the way we're supposed to live whatsoever. I just watched a ton of different Ted talks all about how all of these different people were so successful in their career and they owed it to their hobbies. They credited their hobbies for being able to step into their career that was totally massively different from their hobbies. One woman was talking about how she's a well-known scientist and she played in a rock band. She did it in college. She started in college and continued to play in this rock band and play guitar as a hobby just for fun throughout her entire career up to that day. And she said she was only able to step into her workplace with such an attitude and excitement and joy and do well in her career because of this hobby that she had, which is crazy to me, you know? But it's so countercultural to do, to live out these hobbies. And I was thinking about why, and I was thinking about hobbies that I have in my own life. When I moved to Oxford, Hobbies just kind of invaded my life. I remember Heidi sitting me down one day and was like, what do you do for fun? I was like, what do you mean, what do I do for fun? Like, my job is fun. I do that. She's like, no, no, no. Like, what do you do for fun? I was like, "Mm, I don't really know. And especially being a lifestyle influencer, everything can be work for me. Literally every single thing. If I'm having fun, I'm probably wanting to film it because It'll in the end help me make money or help me create content. So I lose the balance there and it's really hard to do. And I think that's one of the negatives of my job entirely. It's really hard to have hobbies and tell myself they do not need to turn into a job, you know, but the biggest thing that I've learned about the hobbies that I now have is that they cause me to slow down and that's something so countercultural too. So of course, Our workaholic society is telling us don't invest in these hobbies. If you're spending your time working these hobbies or in leisure, you're not being productive. You're actually going to lose your job. You're going to lose your job to someone else. Someone's working harder than you 24/7, And we hear it over and over again, but there's a side effect to this. We work and we work and we're running to whatever the next best thing is over and over. That by the time we get to the next best thing, by the time we get to this like enjoyment whatsoever, we don't even know how to slow down enough to enjoy it. Right? Like think about it. You're so excited for this one thing that's going to come up and then all of a sudden it's flown by. You didn't even take two seconds to sit in that moment and enjoy what you had. That's not a fulfilling life. It's weird to say that hobbies can help you not do that, but it's true. It's really true. Really quickly, we're going to shift this a little bit from hobbies into leisure because there's a lot of really good studies on leisure. So I just want to define the word leisure for you guys a little bit. Aristotle defines leisure as being associated with the contemplative life where individuals engage in activities for the sake of their enjoyment. Sounds a lot like hobbies to me. Additionally, Joseph Piper defines leisure as not idleness or inactivity, but contemplative and receptive engagement with reality. It involves receptive openness to the world, allowing individuals to contemplate and appreciate the richness of existence. We're so busy, we're going to miss that. We make our lives so busy that we're going to miss that. And it's not me saying I don't do it. I do it all the time. That's why I'm doing this research. Because i feel like so many days pass me by where i miss it i let the day get so busy where i do not appreciate the richness of existence i want to appreciate the richness of existence and that just seems like such an honorable way to live that seems like a really godly way to live too if you were to ask me so why can we put leisure hobbies whatever you want to call it under the soul why is this so fulfilling to our soul Joseph Piper continues to explain that if we were in fact created in the image of God, then leisure is seen as the way for an individual to fulfill their potential by participating in activities that reflect their inherent dignity. He continues to say that leisure allows humans to engage with the world in a manner that mirrors God's creative and contemplative attributes. When God created the world, he spent seven days doing it. And he's so intentional about saying it took seven days. But if you read through Genesis, you know, it actually took six days to create the world. And on the seventh day, he rested. The Sabbath was given as a day of memorial, so to speak of creation, where God sat and looked back on creation and said, it is good. Leisure is defined here by literally the appreciation of the richness of existence which is a very similar thing, to the Sabbath. So it doesn't shock me that leisure and hobbies are going to be so fulfilling to your soul. I want to dive really deep into the definition that Joseph Piper gives because I think it is so, so good. And this is quoted from a student at the University of St. Thomas. Leisure is an attitude of the mind and a condition of the soul that fosters a capacity to receive the reality of the world. Leisure is not idleness or inactivity, but contemplative and receptive engagement with reality and involves receptive openness to the world, allowing individuals to contemplate and appreciate the richness of existence. Leisure has been, always will be, the first foundation of any culture. Leisure is not the attitude of one who intervenes, but the one who opens himself, not of someone who seizes, but of one who lets go, who lets himself go. It is an attitude of the mind, a condition of the soul, of being in touch with one's true self. The self understood as a created and redeemed being within a world that has meaning. The essence of leisure is not to assure that we may function smoothly, but rather to assure that we embedded in our social function of work are enabled to remain fully human, that we may not lose the ability to look beyond the limits of our social and functional station to contemplate and celebrate the world as such and be the person who is essentially ordinated toward the whole reality. Properly understood and practiced, leisure enables us to be more whole because it engages the fundamental questions of our being. Origin, where did I come from? Destiny, where am I going? And present, who am I? It is precisely because leisure embraces this wholeness that it helps us be authentically free to be who we are meant to be, not merely free to do whatever we want. This is so biblical, the idea of leisure, the idea of hobbies. So it makes sense that this is so filling to our souls. Piper continues in the articles that he wrote and gives different ways that leisure just fills us. Leisure allows humans to engage with the world in a manner that mirrors God's creative and contemplative attributes. That was talked about in there, in that definition, too. If we're looking at scripture and we're looking at how God created the world, God created the world in seven days. However, He took that seventh day to celebrate His creation in the form of rest, in the form of leisure. He looked at the world and said this is good we need to be doing that to our own lives too how are we even able to sit back and look at our lives and appreciate the richness of existence if you look at your life right now if you are in really any age whatsoever where you're flooded with school you're flooded with extracurricular activities that maybe might be hobbies but you're kind of doing them for the sake of getting them to look good on a college application If you're buried in college, if you're working nine to five and then go home and work your side hustle that you act like is a hobby, but it's really just a side hustle. If you're a little bit older and you've made your whole work your identity and do nothing outside of work, how can you actually appropriately appreciate the richness of your existence and of existence in general, of creation like God did? God took a Sabbath to sit back and say, wow, look at, look at what I just created. Look at the world, look at its goodness. And I think God knew what was gonna happen. He knew how Western society was going to just hammer in the nail of we need to work, work, work until we don't know what to do with our lives anymore. It is seen as a success and as an honor to work a 60, 80 hour work week. If you have a hobby, gosh, you're lazy. You feel guilt for having hobbies, for spending your time doing anything other than making money or making a name for yourself, making an image for yourself, anything that's not gonna grow your career, you're lazy. But I watched so many TED Talks leading up to this that these outstanding scientists and business leaders acclaimed their success to their hobbies. They didn't lose sight of continuing to practice those hobbies and in turn, that helped make them more successful because they were able to continue, because they were able to grow in a different way that you can't grow through workaholism. Leisure provides a space for intellectual, emotional, and spiritual growth. But we miss it because we're working too much. We want the intellectual growth. We want the emotional growth. We need the emotional growth and man, we need the spiritual growth, but we look over it by just saying, Oh, if I just work harder, you need rest. And that doesn't need to look like sitting on the couch for 12 hours and doing nothing. I don't believe that's the kind of rest that God was talking about, but there should be moments in your life that you can think back on where you were just at peace and you felt a soul rest where you just looked around and said, man, I'm really content right now. For me, a lot of times that's swimming in the ocean or doing like a morning routine that's really relaxful. Sometimes it's meditation. That more seems in line with rest. Other times it's going for a walk. My hobbies, randomly, swimming in the ocean, cooking, going to the gym, all of those things bring me rest. And maybe they don't for you. Maybe those things are actually really stressful for you. I think our Sabbath looks different for all of us. Our rest looks different for all of us. Our leisure looks different for all of us. And we need all of those things. Leisure is this really hard thing to dive into because it can look like a lot of different things. I believe it can look like hobbies and I believe it can look like rest. I think both are super are super helpful and super important. We need to slow down significantly. In this life because we're missing a lot and hobbies are a great way to do that especially if you are a workaholic who the idea of rest what it typically looks like irks you the idea of going on vacation and turning off your phone for the whole time if that irks you start with hobbies i saw in another study that some high percentage i'm gonna butcher it i'm gonna say like 60% of people foregoed their vacation days at work and two thirds of the people who took those vacation days, took them off so they could work more, whether that be another job or they could work from home, but they took their work on vacation with them. Even when we rest, we're not resting. We need to intentionally do this. You need to take your phone, especially if you work on your phone, put it aside. And do something that's going to create a rest in your soul. Because it's worth it. I truly believe the Lord's heart probably is for us to rest and have leisure every single day. But I think he knew better. I think he knew we were going to get so crazy with this. Where we were going to want to work ourselves in the ground. That he said, okay, I'm going to make it a like strict thing. And an instruction clear from me that you will take the Sabbath and you will rest. But there's so much, especially in Western culture, even on Sundays or Saturdays, whatever day you practice the Sabbath, that is screaming at us. I mean, gosh, I think about growing up, sports were always on Sundays. Championship day was always on a Sunday. Sports might have started as a hobby, but when it was a fun pickup game after church, it turned into three games a day on a Sunday. and it- and a championship to end the day. Three games, are we kidding? We're gonna call that rest? No, 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 no. My life in Oxford overall felt so slow and I truly owe it to the hobbies that I did. My days felt longer, even though the sun set, a lot of days at literally 4 p.m. Because I was engaging in new hobbies, my life was so much more fulfilling. And I've kind of lost sight of that a little bit with moving back here because you pick up a routine and you get into habits, which habits can be great too, but it's really exploring hobbies that are gonna let your soul rest and going to slow things down where you're not gonna miss things. You're not so worried about getting to some final destination because a lot of times your hobbies don't really have a deeper purpose. And I'm sure the workaholic, again, is wanting to scream at me saying, what do you mean the hobbies don't have a purpose? I need there to be a purpose in everything that I do. You don't need to feel guilt for trying a new hobby. In fact, I'm going to continue to encourage it. Because it's biblical. And your hobbies and your leisure is actually going to make you more you. Because it opens up that space. It clears out all the noise that comes from the workplace, it clears out all the noise from other people's opinions and from social media and all of that. It opens a really cool door for you to be more in tune with what the Lord has for you and to be just more in tune with yourself. And we live in a world that's so copy-paste. And I don't think that's the way it's meant to be designed. We do all these things where we have these trends where... First is a trend about let's be that girl and everyone's trying to be the same version of this girl. And then we have a trend of, oh, let's be soft girl. Let's be vanilla girl. Like what on earth are we doing? Just be you. You don't need to go out and buy 50,000 things or do 50,000 things to be this version of someone else. Find hobbies that you enjoy. It might not be what everyone else enjoys. Yes, it's awesome to find friends to do those hobbies with And those friendships are honestly so much fun too when you do find friends who love going out and doing cool hobbies with you. But man, even if not, go do it alone. Find a hobby, even if it seems silly to you. And go do it. It's a lot of fun. Pick up pickleball. Pick up knitting. I want to pick up knitting. Hey, that's cool. Pick up cooking. Learn a new recipe. Try something new. And watch how it makes you feel more yourself. Even if it's something you've never done before. It'll make you feel more yourself. And I guarantee it's going to bring you closer to God. I don't really understand the science behind it. But from the definition of leisure, where it allows humans to engage with the world in a manner that mirrors God's creative and contemplative attributes. That's what I'm going off of because that's where I think it comes from. Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. The world screams, work for the sake of work, work for the sake of money. You're made for so much more, so much more than your job title, the amount of money in your bank account. Sure work good and work well but it shouldn't be the thing that defines you we need to slow down enough in this life to realize who we are and realize whose we are and i want you to see how cool that is when you live that out in all of the ways of body soul spirit so i hope you guys learned a lot about the benefits of hobbies and of rest and of leisure because i sure did If you guys do wanna learn more about this, do more research, I sure will be, for sure, look up Joseph Piper's Leisure, The Basis of Culture. That study will give you a lot more information on this. And he also was a Christian, so it comes from a biblical perspective as well, but he also incorporates studies from Aristotle and other philosophers. So it gives you context kind of from all around, which I thought was really cool and very helpful in understanding Why I should have hobbies and why I should rest, and what that actually does for my soul, and how it plays a big part in who I am as a human being. I hope you guys really enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to keep up with us at Jesus People Places on Instagram. We will be posting some December events coming up really soon. Very excited for December, and then also we may or may not have another event planned with the folk wellness in January. So shoot me over your email on Jesus Peel Places if you want to get insider information on that event and be the first to know when tickets go live. Because I have a feeling that event might sell out. So stay tuned for more information there. But I love you guys so very much. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you have an awesome weekend. Bye. (laughs) Love you guys.